Hello, Metro Augusta. This is Janice Allen Jackson welcoming you to the November 30th edition of Local Matters, a show designed to make you a more confident voter and a more engaged citizen. Today's show is brought to you as a service of Janice Allen Jackson and Associates, which is my management consulting firm. We proudly provide services to local government and nonprofit organizations. You may be listening to us via radio or via the podcast version. And the beauty of the podcast is that you can listen to it anytime you get ready. The podcast version is available on SoundCloud, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. We also encourage you to go to the Facebook page of the Local Matters Podcast of Georgia and follow us there because you will find every episode of Local Matters there on that Facebook page. Today, we feature two guests. They are candidates for the Georgia State House of Representatives, District 129, Scott Cambers and Reverend Carlton Howard. For next week's show, we have invited the other two candidates for that seat. But before we hear from Mr. Cambers and Reverend Howard, I want to make you aware of some important community events that are taking place. First, I want to make you aware of a candidate forum, which will include all four of the candidates who have been um, invited and they are running again for Georgia House of Representatives, District 129. That candidate forum is a virtual one. It takes place on this coming Thursday, December 1st, 7 p.m. on the Facebook page of the Greater Augusta's Interfaith Coalition. It will also be shown on the Facebook page of Local Matters Podcast of Georgia. So you can watch it in either place. And of course, the video will stay up so that if you miss us on Thursday evening, you can go back at any time and take a look. Also, we did a similar forum on November 22nd. Those videos are still up on either Facebook page, that's Greater Augustus Interfaith Coalition, or Local Matters podcast page. So you can get a chance to get more familiar with uh, Charlie Hanna, the incumbent, and Reverend Larry Fryer, who is his challenger. Next, want to make you aware of the fact that uh, if you do live in District 2, School Board District 2, as well as State House District 129, you can make one trip to the polls this week and take care of both elections. So you don't have to go out on the 20th as well as the 6th. You can do it all this week as long as you're voting at the municipal building. That will be the only place where uh, voting is available for the special election for District 129 will take place. Um, But please go out. I understand if you're at the municipal building, uh, you have to go through two separate lines. So you will have to line up twice, but you can still make one trip to the polls and vote in both of those elections if you live in District 129 and live in District 2. And for the rest of us, of course, who are only voting for um, the U.S. Senate race, 
uh, we can go to the municipal building as well as the other voting sites um, to take care of those voting needs. Also um, want to call attention to something that's very important near and dear to my heart. Uh, there are some vehicles riding around town. Some of them are white, some of them are red, some of them are black, some of them are blue, but they have red and white stickers on them and red and white flags. And those stickers and flags urge you to go vote. Um, the folks driving those vehicles are going to be the ladies of my favorite sorority. And that is the Augusta Alumni Chapter of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. Uh, we are also putting up some billboards with the same message, encouraging everyone to get out to vote. In case you did not know, Delta Sigma Theta was founded uh, based upon the desire for social action. Um, way back in 1913, the ladies of Delta were encouraging uh, people to exercise their right to vote, and we haven't stopped since that day. So please, uh, our ancestors have worked too hard for us to have the right to vote, for us to not take advantage of that opportunity for citizenship. So listen to local matters, watch the news, read newspaper articles, figure out who it is that you want to support and you get out there either during early voting or on election day and make your vote count. Also, uh, if you aren't sure which one of those districts you live in, uh, the boundaries for State House District 129 have changed some. So please go to the Georgia Secretary of State's website, uh, My Voter page, uh, to check to see what district you live in so you can know for sure whether you're voting in that State House District race, whether you're voting in that school system race. But we know for sure that if you're a resident of the state of Georgia, you're going to need to cast a vote in the U.S. Senate race. If you are interested in voting but don't have a right to the polls, the Greater Augusta's Interfaith Coalition is available to help you. Please call them at 706-707-9500 to reserve your spot. Ride is free. You just need to let them know in advance where to pick you up. Again, 706-707-9500 to get that free ride. There's another event happening tonight. Uh, it is Wednesday, Praise and dinner at the Williams Memorial CME Church located at 1630 15th Street at 6 p.m. here on Wednesday, November 3rd. Enjoy a free meal, praise God, and get mobilized to vote. Also for the young adults, um, Great Augustus Interfaith has several events coming up. Um, these are geared toward young people 18 to 39. Uh, if you're headed to Stars and Strikes on Friday or the Red Wing Skating Rink on Friday evening, also if you arrive at the Augusta Mall between 1 and 5 and Skateland later that evening, uh, there are going to be some special treats uh, for you there, some freebies that are going to be given away. So go out, have a good time, and uh, get some uh, voter information while you are there. I uh, know that was a lot of dates and times and locations, so please go to the Facebook page of the Greater Augusta's Interfaith Coalition to get those event flyers and get some additional information. 
Today, we start off our coverage of State House District 129. Uh, we are beginning our show with Mr. Scott Cambers. How are you doing today, Scott? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. Thanks so much for accepting our invitation. Uh, local matters exist so people can get better prepared for elections. So there's no way to get better prepared than to find out more about the candidates. If you could kind of start off and tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. I served in the Army National Guard for six years. Some of that service was when I was getting my master's in public administration at the University of Georgia. And I continued to support veterans after I left the service by working for a veteran nonprofit here in Augusta. While serving in the military, I learned quite a bit. I didn't have a lot of supportive men in my life after my grandfather passed away. And joining the military gave me the stability and experience that I needed. However, my time in the military was not perfect. In fact, during a training exercise, I was actually shot in the head with some shrapnel from a 50 caliber bullet. And that experience changed my life. Due to my helmet, I was lucky to walk away from that relatively unscathed. However, it gave me an entirely new perspective on life. I was lucky, but others are not. For example, my sister was also in the Army National Guard and became disabled as a result of her service. So we had to go through the excessive bureaucratic red tape to get her access to the medical care she deserves on top of having to watch her daily struggles as a result of her service. I have also known people who have developed serious mental health issues from their time in the military. These experiences have taught me that you cannot take life for granted. It can change in the blink of an eye. So you have to go for what you want both professionally and personally. It is also our responsibility to take care of members of our community that have not been so fortunate. Right. That's quite a story. Now, tell me, um, as you reflect on your life and that life-changing experience, if you could tell us uh, what do you think are some of, uh, or your greatest accomplishment in your public life? Yeah, I think my greatest accomplishment has been my service in the military. It just gave me the opportunity to learn so much, to work with so many different people from different backgrounds. It opened up so many job opportunities for me. Uh, and it really just gave me a great foundation for where I can go with my life. Okay, wonderful. And um, you made reference to this and, and we'll go back to that because that is one of the major questions that I'd like our candidates to respond to is that, you know, earlier this year, I did a series on the Department of Behavioral Health and Developmental Disabilities just to raise awareness of mm -hmm. those issues. Um, please tell us what you can do from a role in the state legislature to assist families affected by uh, mental illness and developmental disabilities? Sure. Mental illness can be just as serious as physical illness. And I believe that people have a right to access healthcare services. However, in our current system, lack of access is the norm. There is a shortage of funding for mental health, which impacts both people who suffer from mental illness and the community at large. Mental health access is a keystone issue as it is directly related to many other struggles in our district. For example, access to mental health services directly relates to public safety. In the past couple of years, our jail, Charles B. Webster, does roughly six to 7,000 bookings per year. And 50% of the people booked receive mental health services in jail. Recently, WRDW News actually did an informative story on examining mental health police calls. In that story, a man from this community 
was experiencing a mental health crisis. His mother, looking for help to get him to the hospital, called the sheriff's department. Instead of help, her son was punched several times in the head by a deputy, put in handcuffs, and charged with criminal trespass. His mother said that was probably the worst phone call that she has ever made. Legislative action can help prevent incidents like this from happening. By providing more mental health care, our community will be better and safer. Thank you for that. And now if we can talk some related to uh, the role of the Augusta legislative delegation in addressing quality of life for constituents in the Augusta area, what do you think is the most important thing the legislative delegation could do? Sure. Augusta is facing many large issues, homelessness, healthcare costs, education, and many more. But an immediate issue that we have to fix is that Augusta jobs in the public sector are not competitive with other counties in Georgia, especially Columbia County right next door. Many deputies, DAs, public defenders, teachers, and other public servants are leaving Augusta to work there as they receive a sizable salary increase. Consequently, the people who remain in Augusta work in offices that are understaffed, underpaid, and overworked. We need to work immediately that pay parity with the surrounding counties. Augusta schools have to be competitive for Augusta to grow. And public safety needs to be high if we want people to stay. The Augusta delegation has to fight for funding in these areas. And thank you as you also talk about the Augusta delegation. Um, in order to fight for common issues, it's helpful for the delegation members to have good working relationships with each other. Mm -hmm. um, on a scale of one to 10, how well do you think the current Augusta legislative delegation works together and why did you give it that rating? Sure, so as I'm from the outside looking in, it is challenging to determine how effective the Augusta delegation is. I think that is partly by design. If we don't know how our legislators are working for us, and there are no benchmarks or data collected to determine how effective they are, then there really isn't a good way to know. As a result, it is challenging to vote ineffective people out of office, and they can remain in that position, usually unopposed, for decades. That being said, something that is desperately needed is more transparency and better communication with the people of Augusta. What is the delegation's main goals? How are they going to achieve them? What roadblocks are they facing? What is their strategy and mitigate these roadblocks? What does success actually look like? What can the people of Augusta do to help? This information is not easily available to the public. Representatives should be engaged with the people they are representing and keep them updated on the good as well as the bad. If elected, my plan would be to use my website, the local media, community activists, and in-person meetings to advise constituents on the legislation being worked on and its progress. Thank you, thank you. Um, did you give us? Um, did you give them a grade on a scale of one to ten? I didn't. I said it was. Okay. It would be hard. It would be hard to tell. Okay, okay. I just wanted to make sure I didn't miss that. For sure. All right. Uh, we've got a little time left. Uh, if you can tell us how people can learn more about you and your campaign, that would be helpful for our listeners. My website is gadistrict129.org. My Facebook and Instagram are Scott Cambers for Georgia 129. Please send me a message. I would love to connect. 
All right. Is there anything else you'd like folks to know before we close out our interview today? Yeah. So uh, I'm a project manager. My job is to keep everyone informed on where things like budget, timeline, and where personnel are at. Another part of my job is identifying problems and working with my team, client, and experts on how to solve them. I think that this is a skill set that is something that, that we desperately need and that sets me apart from the other candidates. Too often, politicians want to keep things hidden and they forget that they work for us. As a result, we are left in the dark as to what exactly is happening in the cold dome. As state representative, I'm gonna keep everyone informed from the day I enter that building to the day I leave. Everyone will know where we are achieving success and where we are facing barriers. This way, we can work together as a team to make the best future possible. Early voting is happening downtown at the municipal building and the election is on December 20th. I'm working to earn your vote. Thank you so much for having me on. Thanks so much for joining the Local Matters family. Anytime somebody calls, comes on or they listen to the show, that makes them an official member. But I guess you were an official member already. You I was listening already. earlier, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks so much for joining us today and allowing our listeners the opportunity to learn more about you and your uh, platform. Thanks so much. Local Matters family, joining us today is the Reverend Carlton Howard. He is a candidate for Georgia House of Representatives, District 129. How are you today, Reverend Howard? I'm doing great, Janice. How are you? I am wonderful, wonderful. Hey, thanks so much for accepting our invitation here on Local Matters. We like to make sure that our listeners can get information on the people who are going to be on their ballot, and there's no better way to do that than to have them speak directly uh, to us through uh, this program. So um, before we get started on the list of questions that I prepare for you, I would like you to share some with our audience. I know many in our community know you already, but if you just tell us a little bit about yourself and your background. Uh, sure. Once again, thank you for having me as well. Uh, naturally, my, my name is Carlton Howard. I was born and raised in Augusta, Georgia born in the, what was used to be called Sunset Homes, a cherry tree crossing, uh, raised and went to Ursula Collins Elementary School, A.R. Johnson Middle School, and Lucy Laney High School, graduated from Laney, ended up going to LaGrange College, where I finished uh, four years with a business administration degree, um, came back and worked at the CSRA Business League for about a year and a half as a procurement specialist. Um, left there and went into our family business, which is how it's supposed to, how it's uniforms, uh, some of the things that we do, and um, uh, stayed there for all that time until the Lord called me into ministry about 26 years ago. And that's when I went directly into ministry and pastoring a church down in Keysville, Georgia, called the Noah's Ark Missionary Baptist Church, been there for 27 years now. And that's my basic background, married, have three kids, three children, uh, 11 grandchildren, and one great grand. Wow. Wow. Um, let's now begin to talk some, as you've described, some of uh, what you have done. If you think through all of the things that you've done, what do you consider to be your greatest accomplishment in your public life? Uh, great question, but uh, I wish I could just pinpoint one, one um, item or one accomplishment that we grew, uh, has grown and still growing. 
uh, moved into a built a 10,000 square foot facility sitting on 13 acres in Burke County. We did that um, within about 12 years of being pastor at the church. That's one of the things I'm proud of, but I'm just as proud of the 40 years of service that I've, that I've been on Parade of Quartets for 40 years, since 1982. Uh, and it's the longest continuous running uh, program of its kind in the country. So I, we're extremely proud of that because it's a public service program. It's not one where we get paid. There's no salaries involved. It's just something we do for the community. But then another area that I'm proud of, over the seven over seven years, I served on the Aviation Commission here in Augusta, and it was uh, extremely rewarding, serving as chairman of the commission for two years, and um, also served uh, as the chair of the search committee that hired our present uh, executive director. So we're proud of that as well, um, of being on the Aviation Commission. Those are those are three things. It's hard to just pinpoint one. And of course, my family, we're extremely proud of our, our relationship with our community. All right. Thank you for that. And I'm going to shift gears a little bit to some of the issues that as a state legislator, you would have to grapple with. Uh, a few months ago, I did a series of episodes related to the Department of Behavioral Health and Developmental Disabilities to raise awareness. Um, please tell us what you can do from a role in the state legislature to assist families affected by mental health illness and developmental disabilities. Janice, as I understand it, and I'm still on a learning curve, um, if the people of, of District 129, uh, if they elect me as their next representative on December 20th, when, uh, that, when I get to Atlanta, uh, they will, I will be asked what committees that I'm interested in serving on. And I will tell you now that my first choice would be a committee that deals with behavioral health uh, and mental illness and disabilities, because uh, as most families we know, uh, uh, I, have, I have an adult grandchild with autism. I have another grandchild that has mental and emotional diagnoses, and I, and and that's not to mention several young people at my church and my congregation who have similar ch challenges. So that's a passion of mine, and, I, and and I've seen firsthand some of the issues that need to be addressed in those areas. So that would be the first one of the first committees that I would love to serve on if they would, uh, if, first of all, if I'm elected and if they would appoint me to those, just to advance the conversation of, of, of the issues that need to be, be addressed. Okay, thank you. Um, and next, as we talk about the role of the Augusta Legislative Delegation, um, what is the most important thing that you think the delegation could do to address the quality of life for constituents in our area? One of the things I'm learning, and I, I don't think I've been been you know in a shell or in a cave anywhere, but I'm I'm learning through this campaign because I always depended on Wayne uh, to to be out there, you know, beating the bushes and finding out some of the issues that are going on. But uh, one of the things I'm discovering is is Augusta is in a great position to be a greater city than it is. Uh, I mean, when I when I hear about what's all taking place out at Folk Garden. And knowing that the Augusta is the cyber center of the Southeast, seeing all of that, we have an undeveloped river walk in um, a state where we're not growing, but we're not we're not shrinking either. We're a stable, a stable uh, citizenry. Um, and if we can build on our strengths and, and then take a positive approach to address and deal with some of our weaknesses or whether weaknesses are in the area of education, housing, health care. Sometimes senior care is an issue. I think if we can just build on our strengths 
and uh, address the real weaknesses, we can make those some of those strides to, to improve the quality of life for our citizens, especially our seniors. Thank you for that. Um, and then this question um, relates to how well the legislative delegation works together. Uh, on a scale of one to 10, what kind of rating would you give it and why did you give it that rating? I saw that I saw the question and I guess it would be hard for me to put a rating on it because I, I, it's just an outside opinion that I would have. I, I don't have any foundational basis um, about their unified efforts. I know I, I work closely with my brother, uh, but then when it comes to their unity, I, I don't know if I could put a number on it. I don't think it's a disaster, but maybe it could be improved. But one thing, I'm not sure how the delegation approach legislation assignments, uh, but but there's a model out there, and I, you may have heard of it, where each delegation member is assigned a specific area of concern during the session, like healthcare, economic development, education, banking, or whatever. I've seen that, I heard that about that model, and I would try to bring maybe that to the table. And what that delegation member, what he would do or she would do is, is take the lead in advancing whatever that uh, that item is, that issue is, or defending that legislation with the support of the rest of their colleagues. I think that will build some camaraderie among colleagues and, and we can accomplish some things if we work together on specific issues for each uh, member of the delegation. Thank you for that. Last question. Uh, as you know, you've as you've indicated, you've been on parade of quartets for several decades, been in our community for a lifetime. Um, but please, if people want to know more about you, please uh, tell them where they can go to do that. I, thought, I found that to be an interesting question as well, because I'm not. A, it's, it's really difficult to me even be talking about myself. Uh, and I'm finding out that I, they're asking, you know, media people are asking me for pictures. And I mean, I don't have pictures of myself or, or anything where I've just written, you know, a whole history of a bio. I guess I, I do have a bio on my on my uh, Facebook page and I guess I can put it up on our website. Our website is uh, www.carltonfordistrict129.com carlton for district 129.com you can go there and find a lot a lot of information maybe some of the uh, platform issues that we are that we are um, using and addressing during the campaign but uh that uh, stop me stop me on martin luther king boulevard you I, I, I'm, I'm pretty transparent so i'll let you know anything you want to know all right thank you so much oh tell us what's on mlk boulevard some of us know everybody might not know what's oh on that's MLK? where our business we, we've had a business on the martin luther king boulevard for 68 years folk have been trying to get us to move and come to west augusta and all that but we're right there at home uh, that's what we were raised in the turpin hill area worked in worked there all those years even though i'm not a part of the business now i do get a chance to go in three or four times a week and they got me a little closet where i can set up and use the phone uh but that's that's martin luther king that's where that's where we reside all right thank you so much reverend howard for being a guest on local matters you're now officially a part of the family well we appreciate you uh, all the efforts that you're making and how you are keeping folk informed uh with it with your uh, your management and consulting firm Thank you. I hope you found those discussions helpful in terms of making decision about who it is that you want to support if you live in State House District 129. 
And even if you don't, it's helpful to know who is seeking office so that uh, you know uh, what these candidates are about. You can speak intelligently with uh, friends, colleagues, and others who may live in that district about who it is that you would support if you lived in that district. We want to thank you for being a part of the Local Matters family. Next week, we will have, we have invited the other two candidates for Georgia House District 129, so you can hear from all four. Also, uh, if you have suggestions for topics that we should cover once this political season is over, please feel free to send me a message on Facebook Messenger. That way we can hear from you. Also, uh, you could go to my website, JaniceAllenJackson.Weebly.com, where we have a contact us page. You can also share your thoughts and suggestions with us at that time. Thanks again for being with us and blessings. I close with my favorite Bible verse from 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. This show is designed to contribute to each of those, giving you the power that comes with knowledge, demonstrating love for your local community, and offering you wisdom for decision-making so that you possess a sound mind when it comes to these topics. Please tune in next Wednesday at 1.30 p.m. here on WKZK, 1600 AM, 103.7 FM, and WKZK.net, because local matters.